It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back at it again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, back with you guys again. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of the support, the downloads, the listens that I've gotten and received, I think the last month and a half plus, maybe two months now that I've been doing this. So it's been really great. As I told you, last week was our biggest week ever. And that was not the first time that we had our largest week ever with the Locked On Panthers podcast. I don't know what the numbers were before, but they've been really good since I've been able to take over. But really, because of you guys listening to the show, so thank you so much. Um, if you don't know how to find the show, well, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, on Odyssey, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. You can follow me, Julian Council, at Julian Council on Twitter. And there you can get all of my thoughts on the Carolina Panthers, on things that are going on in the city of Charlotte. And actually something really incredible happened to me on Thursday morning. The city of Charlotte's Twitter account, at CLTGov, started following me, which is insane. Maybe they follow a lot of people, I don't know. But being born and raised in Charlotte, to have the city follow me on Twitter is awesome. I think it might probably stem from me tweeting out the other day how the cats, the local a transit here in Charlotte is going to allow people free fare because of the gas crisis. And we're going to talk about that a little later for the weekly mailbag. And I had tweeted out, well, people have been taking the light rail free for years, and maybe they're on to me. So I might have to watch out there um, as the city of Charlotte is following me on Twitter, which is a super cool thing. And something you also should be doing, if you haven't already, I keep imploring you, follow me, follow me, follow me, DM me if you ever have questions. And any thoughts on anything every Friday throughout the offseason, we're going to be doing our weekly mailbag, which will be going on once again today. Thank you. More participation this week than last, so we're getting better, we're doing better, and I'm ready to answer your questions. Now, I'm going to start off with a DM that I got, and this was a very, very long DM. Percy, he has listened to the show a lot. 
We don't necessarily see eye to eye on all things Panthers, particularly when it comes to Sam Darnold. I was wondering, after the last episode I did, reacting to the Panthers schedule, which had been really released back in January, but they finally told us the dates on Wednesday, I had said that I hope that Cam Newton comes to Charlotte and absolutely torches this team. The first time he plays the Panthers, I want Cam Newton to torch him. I never said that I want the Panthers to lose. Maybe I did. I forgot what I said. But I, I, I don't want them necessarily to lose. But if Cam torches them, then, yeah, they're probably going to lose that game unless, you know, the offense is really good as well. Or, you know, some crazy things happen. But still, I want Cam Newton to come here and to light this team up for the way they treated him out the door. Now, Percy did not necessarily agree 100% with the things I was putting out there when it came to Cam Newton. And this is a long message, mind you. So, hold on. He said, Julian, 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 you have to clear something up for me. I love Cam. I love Cam. Our first league MVP, our only league MVP, actually. Uh, the records he set in a Panthers uniform, the dab, the Texas two-step, all the nicknames, uh, Super Cam. But truthfully, Cam had been wearing on me as a Panther fan since the non-fumble recovery in Super Bowl 50. Something, as I'm responding to this, something that people just will not let go. So, Cam Newton's got to be like the only athlete out there where people will just hold the longest grudge when it comes to him not getting on that fumble. But, you know, we'll move on. Everything that happened after seemed like a referendum for his eventual departure. So you were irritated enough the Panthers brass for the way things ended in Carolina. We should get torched when Cam comes back to B of A. But the season opener against the Jets, just another game? Yeah, it's just another game to me. Like, I mean, what? What, like, what do we as Panther fans, what kind of feelings do we have towards the New York Jets? If anything, it's Sam Darnold who should, be, who should feel jaded about it. We don't have any connection to the Jets. Cam Newton was here for nine years, and he changed the organization and made the Panthers relevant. Yes, the Panthers went to the Super Bowl back in 03, and you had awesome times with Jake DeLome and Smitty and Chris Jenkins and, uh, God, Julius Peppers and everyone on that team, Moose. I mean, it was awesome. But, like, no one made the Panthers nationally relevant until Cam Newton came to town in the fall of 2011, really even before that, the summer of 2011 after he was drafted, number one overall, at Auburn. So, come on. He also says, bro, you are killing me. Sam was woeful under... Okay, so he goes out here and he tries to give excuses for Sam Darnold, which, again, I don't care about the excuses. It is a... This is a... I'm just... Okay, just let me catch my breath. Because I get triggered over this. The excuses for Sam Darnold. This is a results business. If you do not perform, you lose your job. The Jets, yes, they are a train wreck of an organization, but Sam Donald did not perform to the point where the Jets felt like they were better off with him than going and getting a quarterback in Zach Wilson. He was bad for three years in New York. You cannot debate that. He was bad. Yes, there were reasons why he was bad, but not every single thing that happened in New York is only on the Jets. They didn't throw those passes. They didn't fumble the football. Sam Darnold did that. So I don't want to hear any of the excuses for Sam Darnold. So continuing on to what he said in this massive DM, and no one ever sent me a DM like this again. I honestly don't even know why I'm responding to this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because I just don't have the energy to go back and forth with someone on Twitter. But I'm going to do it here on the podcast. So you guys are going to sit here and listen to it. So he says, bro, Cam was enough of an unknown quantity for time, but blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I tried to do it. I can't. Look, Cam Newton got a... I'm not going to say you got a raw deal out of Carolina. Just the way things were presented. Sure. David Tepper comes to town. They start off 6-2. and two. Cam gets injured. There's a, the questions going in. 
to the next year of whether Cam's going to be healthy. Then week three in New England, he hurts his foot. And noticeably, something was off against the Rams in week one. And in that Thursday night game, multiple situations. Early in the, in the first half where they had a, just a yard to go, Cam didn't run the ball. And at the end of the game, of course, we think back to Christian McCaffrey getting the handoff instead of Cam, the best red zone threat since he's entered the NFL, not getting the ball there in that situation. There was something off, and he did not play a game ever again for the Carolina Panthers after the foot injury. So, yes, there was questions about his health going into potentially 2020. Had he been a Carolina Panther, and there's the money, and where the Panthers want to give him that kind of money. But it just odds me how they turned around and gave Teddy Bridgewater $33 million basically for this one season and they didn't want to pay Cam Newton 19 mil. And David Tepper sitting there, never really being straight. All he had to say was Cam Newton's our quarterback. You know, he, but he refused to answer the question. Like, what do you have to hide? Just say he's your quarterback and when he's not your quarterback, then that's fine. You just commit to him for the time being. No one's asking you to commit to him longer than the next year. Except for Cam Newton in his camp, of course, they wanted more. Matt Rule says, you know, Panthers put on Panthers.com. Matt Rule's looking forward to coaching Cam Newton. And they have the whole series presented by Honeywell, which is just strumming up the drama. You cannot make an excuse for the Carolina Panthers for how things worked out. And Justin, who listens to the podcast, actually did DM me as well, saying, listen to the podcast and heard what you said about Cam and wanting him to light up the Panthers when they played them for the first time. And he says, honestly, I feel the same. I hate the way that half our fan base rejected him. And... Yeah, there's a lot of people. I think we call them F-150 Twitter who refuse to ever accept Cam Newton. And we can get into it. I'm not, We're not going to get on into it in here because uh, there's certainly other aspects that a lot of people want to talk about when it comes to why Cam Newton was not beloved as much as he should have been in Charlotte. Now, you might roll your eyes and think, well, he's definitely beloved. Yeah, he absolutely should be. And I had a friend ask me today, asking, you know, when he comes back for week nine, what is the ovation going to be? I told him, I think most people will cheer for Cam Newton. There will certainly be the idiot fringe of the Panthers fan base and organization that won't. And there will always be the people who will complain about his wardrobe as if it matters. The dude has never had any legal issues off the field in his entire career in the NFL. What happened with him and the mother of his children this past offseason? That's none of our business. I don't care. Cam Newton has been nothing but a pillar and a role model in this city. And yeah, maybe athletes shouldn't be the role models. But Cam Newton's never done anything to make you think that he's a bad dude. And he's done far more for the city of Charlotte than the majority of the people, if not every single person, that has sat there and criticized him during his time in Charlotte. So yeah, I want to see him come back here. And I want to see him light this team up. I still would like to see the Panthers win. Because winning is far more important than Cam coming here and lighting them up. Although I'd like for both to happen. So... That's just my response to that. I, I, I mean, as, as soon as I see someone complaining about his wardrobe and all that kind of stuff, that's where you kind of lose me, and we're never going to have a conversation about Cam Newton because, like, come on, seriously? So we'll move on, <laughs> and we'll talk about – I'll answer your other questions, and we won't talk about Cam Newton again until we get to uh, November, which, you know, that's a game that will be very interesting to see. So we'll get to that back in November, but right now here in mid-May, we will move on to your questions here on the Friday Mailbag. Just in a moment, but first, guys, let me get, tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, 
odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Starting off with JRV. JRV asked Julian, which is me, talking to third person. What the hell? Uh, JC, thanks as always for answering my questions. Love the podcast. This week's question, here's a projection for Darnold's production this year. Do you think it's realistic? And two, do you see us getting double-digit wins if he lives up to this, or do you still see us at eight and nine? Okay, so this is from Sports Illustrated, uh, the Panthers site that they have there. Uh, apparently, they're projecting Sam Darnold to have 63% completion percentage, uh, about over 3,000 yards, something like that, 23 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Now, if we're going to compare that to what Teddy Bridgewater did last year, which we have to do, Teddy Bridgewater completed 69% of his passes, was one of the top uh, quarterbacks in terms of completion percentage last season um you guys complained for years about cam newton not being accurate you got an accurate quarterback but yet you still hated the guy even though i mean i'd rather have cam than teddy every day of the week um teddy also only had 15 touchdowns and he had 11 interceptions so less turnovers than sam Darnold's projection and of course less touchdowns i mean completion percentage you want that to be much higher obviously uh the touchdowns that's an improvement the it, Sam Darnold has had such an issue with turnovers. And if he's going to come out here and turn the ball over 13 times through the air, he's also going to have a couple fumbles in there. So let's just say he fumbles the ball four or five times. So that's 17, 18 turnovers on the season. That's not great. That's one turnover per game. I see him as 8 and 9, 9 and 18. And Matt Rule's right. It's not going to be all on Sam. Not every game is going to be a referendum on Sam. And I'm sure I'm going to probably get caught up in the the BS and maybe go do that at some point in the fall, especially if he's not any good. Cause I'm not a huge Sam Darnold believer based off of what he did in New York. And I'm not going to, I'm not putting up with the excuses. I don't understand why we're making a ton of excuses for Sam Darnold, but we won't do it for other quarterbacks out there. I mean, like Cam Newton had nothing around him for years in terms of like actual talent in terms of like skill positions and had, could, didn't have a left tackle for since Jordan gross retired, but yet he still dragged this team. To I mean, to the twenty seven in twenty seventeen to almost the finish line in New Orleans on the road there, uh, the, the guys who were weapons on offense in that twenty fifteen season, I mean wow like come on I don't I don't want to hear any excuses when we've seen what Cam Newton did great quarterbacks elevate the guys around him and Sam Darnold uh, he's not a great quarterback obviously so I, I still see I still see them 
as because I can't talk there for a second. I still see them as an eight, nine, nine, and eight team. That's just how I feel. And if Teddy Bridgewater is back, I feel the same way. Like Sam Darnold doesn't move the needle for me. If anything, he might be able give them added uh, kind of element in terms of stretching the field vertically with his arm. But he's going to turn the ball over more. And he has been a worse quarterback in the NFL than Teddy Bridgewater, who you guys all hate. Uh, Kurt now asked me, a two-parter. One, do the Panthers have a pressing, and he says that in all caps, position of need on the roster? There are questions depending on how you feel about left tackle and safety, but is there any gaping holes? Yeah, I mean, left tackle still feels like a gaping hole. Cam Irving, Greg Little, Trent Scott, Brady Christensen. I, had, I don't have faith in any of those guys. Now, Christensen... You know, given the benefit of the doubt, considering he's yet to even put on a Panthers uniform and go through rookie minicamp or any of the offseason, we have no idea what he is. I know what he did at BYU last year where he's an All-American. I also know the competition that he was against, which wasn't great. So I'm not going to try to really take anything away from him. He, he, All-American's All-American. He played well last year. And he helped Zach Wilson be in a position where he got drafted second overall. So, yeah, I still think left tackle for sure. And I would honestly say kicker. Joey Sly was really bad last year. And letting Graham Gano go was a bad decision. <laughs> I He was injured. I understand it. And then you bring back, um, I, I mean, Joey, he had his moments. But like, hell, you go back to the game in New Orleans. You're prior. I mean, that's the thing about Gano. People go back to uh, the game against Denver Broncos in week one, where they should have never been playing a Super Bowl rematch in week one. And he misses that field goal, the game-winning field goal at the end. And he misses a field goal um, against Seattle in that season where everything fell apart a couple years ago. And that certainly was upsetting. The, the Saints game on the playoffs in 2017 on the road where Cam was fantastic. He missed a field goal early in that game. He also had the kick against the Giants. He also was a pro bowler when they went out there and, and drafted Harrison Butker. He beat out Bucker, and he was a better kicker than Bucker. And if you looked at the time they've been in the league, he's been slightly better. There's certainly a conversation. If we're going to have any conversation about the kicker, we can go back and look at Bucker and why they didn't want to keep him. But he got beat out. So, you know, it's kind of how things work out. The NFL is an ultimate meritocracy, they say. Well, based off of merit and having been in the league and beating him out in camp, Harrison Bucker didn't make the roster. He's been very good in Kansas City. Missed a couple kicks last year in terms of extra points, which is the most frustrating aspect. Joey Sly, big leg. Good within 40. Occasional miss on extra points. Matt Rule had him out there kicking comically long field goals last year. Like, it was just stupid. The Saints field goal after Teddy took that sack. You want to blame Teddy, blame off on whoever. It was dumb. That's never been made in NFL history. Yeah, he was close. But it was stupid. Go for it. Opposed to that. Kansas City, he kicked that ball. Not even. He kicked the ball with Colorado. That's how, how wide it was. Minnesota, 54 yards in a dome. You got to make that. Missed it. Joey Sly is not even a top 20 kicker in the NFL. He's one of the worst kickers in the league. So that's definitely a pressing need, especially if you have a team that's still young offensively and defensively. Special teams can't be as bad as it was in the kicking game last year. And Joey Sly, I think, is definitely with the kicker situation is a pressing need. Any of the, I guess part two was if the answer is no, how much credit do you give Fitter for filling the holes? He hasn't filled every hole. We talked about a couple years ago, Marty Herney filled all the holes and in the Panthers. Couldn't stop a nosebleed in the run game. So I'm not going to go with any, like, the, the holes are filled. I don't think – I don't subscribe to that. Even though I think he's done a pretty good job um, positioning himself in the draft to where they go best player available. I give him credit for that. But in terms of all the holes being filled, nah. No, nah, I don't think we're there yet. Eric asked me, um, you have said that you were worried about the safety position on the opposite side of chin, which I am. 
Justin Burris is going to be a starter there. I just, I'm more so worried about the depth. What do you think about former Dolphin Bobby McCain as an option to fill that need? When I first saw that, I was like, who? I've literally never heard of Bobby McCain. I've heard of John McCain, rest in peace. Um, but I looked up, did some uh, research. He's no longer with the Dolphins, started 55 games over six NFL seasons, started 15 games last year for Miami, had one interception, five PBUs for the uninitiated. That's pass breakups. I would take any veteran presence. Seriously. If there's a veteran out there who's still young, like McCain, and can come in here and add some depth, I'm cool with that. Because my main issue, it's not necessarily Burris. Burris is fine last year. Not great, just fine. Uh, I don't know if he really has a long-term future here. We'll see. I mean, I, I, it's not really the coaching staff talks about him that much. So I don't know what they really feel about him. Uh, I just, Sam Franklin back there behind him. I just, I need more. I just need more depth. If Chen goes down, or if Burris goes down like he did last year, I, I'm not comfortable having Sam Franklin out there, former UDFA, playing safety, when the secondaries had a lot of issues. Now, the corner position should be just fine with J.C. Horn and with A.J. Boye, who missed the first two games, and then Dante Jackson hopefully can be healthy this season and potentially maybe put himself in position to get a new contract. So that's where I'm at in terms of at the safety position. So, yeah, McCain definitely is a, a good option if the Panthers are interested in bringing him in. All right, going to take a quick pause. Going to answer more of your questions here in just a moment. But, guys, been telling you about Built Bar, which is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And they are so amazing, easy to chew, 100% chocolate on every bar. So if you get coconut, you get cherry, you get raspberry, what? Or cherry? What, what was that? I don't know. That was a weird voice I just did there. Um, but you get one of those, you still get chocolate. Now, you think, okay, 100% chocolate, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's no way these things are healthy. Well, you're wrong. They are. They are so good for you. 17 grams of protein in most bars, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Now, Mother's Day, it's passed. And if you didn't get your Bobby thing, I don't really understand what's wrong with you other than, like, you're the worst son or daughter ever. Be better. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to the questions. Check Panther. I like that. Check Panther asked me, hey, Julian. Hey, Check Panther. Broncos just waved slash released former fourth round wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. He's a former fourth round pick from Penn State. He played there at the same time Joe Brady was there at Penn State as a grad assistant in 2015-16. Hamilton is a great route runner, and although he hasn't had much success in the NFL, he has some intriguing traits. Panthers are currently eighth in the waiver claim order. Do you think the Panthers should put a claim in for him and try to add him to their current wide receiver room, even though he could likely be fighting for Panthers wide receiver four? Two teams ahead of the Panthers likely claim him for the Panthers, Texans, Eagles, Lions. I mean, Texans could use wide receivers. Eagles, of course, could use wide receivers. Lions after losing their top wide receivers in free agency, certainly could use wide receivers. Um, 
Yeah, like, here's the thing. Four and fourth round, he has Joe Brady connection. So, yeah, fine. Go ahead. Put in a waiver claim if you if Joe Brady is really in love with him. Just the problem is, like, where does he fit? You got DJ Moore already. Uh, Robbie Anderson, of course, just drafted Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith. David Moore, you signed from Seattle. Like, where does he fit in? Brandon Zilso is really good in special teams for you. Keith Kirkwood's back. You can claim him. He's not going to make the team, probably. I just don't think a fourth rounder is worth the reclamation project. Yeah, knowing the offense and knowing Joe Brady, that helps. So I th- it's worth it. I just don't think it's really going to turn out to be anything. Maybe I could be wrong, but Deshaun Hamilton was really good at Penn State. Liked him when he was there. But, of course, things haven't worked out with him in Denver, in the NFL so far. Not great passers out there either, so maybe this is a better situation for him. So, sure, why not? Alex asked me if he had to pick one home game to go in person. Regardless of cost, what game are you going to? Well, this is obvious. I'm going to New England. <laughs> I'm going to uh, like the Cam's return home. Yes, yeah, absolutely the game I'd want to go to. I'm not going to be able to go to that game, actually, because I my, my day job pays the bills. I work for NASCAR. I'm a producer for NASCAR, and that Sunday is Championship Sunday in NASCAR. So I will not be really even watching the game live. I'll have to get back to it later um, before I get this podcast going out to you guys. So I, it's going to suck to miss it, but that's definitely the game I would love to go to if I could go to any game this upcoming season. Uh, Muscles Marinara. Basically asked kind of the same question. What game are you looking forward to seeing most? Personally, it's the New England game for me if Cam is still the starter by then. Cam's still going to be the starter. Like, come on. Mac Jones is not taking my, our guys. He's still our guy, right? He's not taking our guy's spot. Um, well, if it's not going to be the Patriots game, as I'm trying to think of the schedule on the top of my head at home, pff, let's see. If it's not going to be the Patriots game, I mean, maybe Washington, just because Ron comes back home. Or, you know, the Bucks game, it's on the it's on the day after Christmas, which the Brits call Boxing Day. So maybe that's a Christmas present to go see uh, that game. Yeah, I, I think – I'm wanting to – I kind of think I'm really interested in seeing uh, what's going to happen on the road against Buffalo. That's going to be a game potentially on a Saturday night, which would be pretty cool. The Panthers are in the playoff hunt playing against a Bills team that carries over from what they did last year to this season, and they're still really good. The Buffalo connection that we have up there – Obviously, with Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and on the field, we got Murray Addison still up there, Derek Daryl Williams, Starla Tulele, who opted out last year. He's now back. A ton of former Panthers up there in Buffalo. That's a game I'd actually be really interested in, in seeing. And, of course, we're surrounded by Buffalo transplants here in the city of Charlotte, which is so annoying. All right, uh, Tepper's Brass Balls, who still has, like, the most ridiculous but yet the best Twitter name. Um what are your top three training camp battles you're most eager to see this upcoming camp? Uh, I've been over a couple of these. Uh, Dante Jackson versus A.J. Boye. Now, Boye going to miss the first two games. So, let's kind of kind of make it Dante's going to start off. But I'm still very interested to see if A.J. Boye outperforms him. And if Panthers coaching staff thinks that he should be starter, that if Dante in the first two games is just so-so, if they go to Boye against his former team, Houston, on the road um, on that Thursday night game where there may or may not be Deshaun Watson. Terrace Marshall versus David Moore for wide receiver three. If you're a Panthers fan, you want to see Terrace Marshall win that. Like, David Moore's not getting paid a ton of money. I think it's like, what, 1.25 guaranteed or something like that. It's not a lot. Um, and it's I, I might be underselling that as well. Uh, but he's not getting paid a ton. I'm going to look. Let's see. He's getting, okay, 1.25 million guaranteed. Two-year deal, 4.75. So, like, that's no money. That's nothing. I want to see Terrace Marshall win that battle. Because you want to go ahead and have a position to where Robbie Anderson – if he plays well again, has another career year, and he leaves in free agency, well, you're not worried about 
you know, who's going to be a wide receiver too, because you have Terrace Marshall stepping in right there after a rookie year. Well, hopefully he's healthy. He has, he has the size, he has the speed, he knows the offense, has a great connection with Joe Brady. Yeah, that's that's what I'm very interested in seeing. And then, of course, you guys know me, left tackle. <laughs> Cam Irving, the turnstile, followed by the other turnstile, Greg Little. And the, I guess he's not much of a turnstile. He's a, I guess he's a more of a, uh, one of those door, what are the revolving door or whatever? Those are pretty slow to get by. So Trent Scott, and then you got Brady Christensen. I'm very interested to see what happens at left tackle, as you guys already know. And the back of quarterback battle is also one that's interesting to me. Because if they're not going to add a veteran, which they have not done so far, and it's going to be P.J. Walker and Will Greer, will we're, Will Greer finally kind of – because I mean, Greer was a really good player at Florida. And he was – before the PED thing happened, he got suspended for a year. Then he went to West Virginia, and he was great there. I don't – and I, I never – obviously, hearing me, I never thought that he was going to end up being the franchise here. But, like – being the backup last year and P.J. Walker being ahead of him and maybe it's P.J. Walker who's the XFL Mahomes and was really good in the XFL um, in Houston and having a connection with Matt Rule, maybe that kind of led to it. I just think it's weird that Will Greer, who has the talent, I think he's probably more talented than P.J. Walker, he wasn't able to win that battle last season. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that kind of pay, plays out with a uh, backup quarterback. All right, two more questions, then we're going to get out of here for the week. Uh, let's see. Daniel... Asked me, with J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, A.J. Boye after two games, the Panthers are much better at cornerback and have more flexibility this year. Which one of them would you expect to shout the opposing number one wide receiver, or would you just expect them to man their own side of the field regardless? I'm going to say Dante's probably going to be number one just because he's a four-year vet, and then Horn's probably going to be the two number two. Boye probably just number three. But, you know, it could change. I, I think it would be Dante Jackson will start off the season at least by week three, he will be shadowing the top wide receiver. In time, obviously, they want that to be J.C. Horn. I just think that's a lot to put on the plate of a rookie, no matter how much they love him and how competitive he is. I don't want to see J.C. Horn on Julio Jones. I don't want to see him on Mike Evans. I don't want to see him on Michael Thomas. Now, I don't really want to see Dante Jackson on one of those guys either. But at least he's been in the league, though. That's the thing. And Boye, he's played at a Pro Bowl level. He's gotten buku for how well he played in Houston to go to Jacksonville. So I feel confident with him. I just, J.C. Horn is the unknown. So I feel good, though, just having the depth and having a competitive guy in J.C. Horn. Dante Jackson's been there for four years, and he's had his moments, ups and downs. But he was very um, tough last year, battling through the turf toe and had – good moments last year as well aj boye as i said he's played this position better than the, those two guys and of course jason Horn's yet to play in the nfl yet but aj boye has been really good in the past last year in denver aside he, he's been a good player in the nfl final question in this one i i dm eric dm me and I, I i went back and was like i hate you so much for asking this question uh eric he asked did you panic buy gasoline and then his second question is why did you contribute to the gas shortage julian so I was out on Friday. I played golf out in Lancaster. So I needed to stop and get some gas at a QT. So I filled up on gas on Friday. I was not aware of the gas crisis until like Monday. Cause I got like a, t my mom's like, I'm like, go get gas. I'm like, why? Like I, I have a, like, have a full tank. So I'm like, no. And then I, I get, I start, I see the times, whatever, and all the news on Twitter and whatnot saying like all the gas shortage or the state of emergency that was letting us know that there was some sort of hack with the pipeline and it's going to be resolved in the next couple of days. So don't freak out. But of course, what do people do? Freak out. 
the real shortage and a real crisis is the crisis of Chick-fil-A not having enough sauce. And as a Chick-fil-A Red member, I believe that I should be entitled to as much sauce as I want, considering the amount of money I spend there. Also, Bojangles, the Supreme shortage, those were the real shortages and the real panics that we had this past week in North Carolina. And then randomly, the weather turned and it was like 50 degrees and raining the other day. What the hell is that? So did I panic by gasoline? Okay, I will admit to when I went to lunch, I work up in Concord with NASCAR. When I went to lunch, gas station was open. I have to drive. So if things really did go crazy, I have to drive to work. So I'm driving like an hour every day because I live right outside of uptown. So I got to drive an hour every day. And then I got to go up there again this weekend because I'm working a race on, on Sunday. So I'm going to need gas. So I just made sure to top off. I got like three gallons. That was it. I didn't take that much. So no, I did not panic buy. I just made sure as someone who has to, has to commute to work and as someone who's just working from home like I thought we were all doing, I did get a bit. But I did not panic buy gasoline, Eric, just so we're all you know, square there. And I'm sure you guys are going to tweet at me like, yeah, you did panic by Julian. No, I didn't. All right. Leave me alone. Appreciate that question, Eric. Hate you though. All right. That concludes another episode and another week of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Great questions this week for the uh, weekly Friday mailbag. Get in your questions again for next week at me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you also need to follow. You can also follow the podcast, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can check us out on Stitcher, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast from. Again, thank you so much for the support. Y'all enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you on Monday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.